0: Thank you, Jesus. There we are. Well, I'm so excited about Influence Church because this church is not only a holy church. You can sense it's a spirit of prayer and holiness that goes into it. But it's also a happy church. And it's not a religious church. You know, I like that picture of Jesus when he's smiling because I believe that's how he's looking at you today. He's looking down from you, from heaven, looking at you and saying, You are a champion. Go, friend, go. And you influence people. You get people saved. Pastor Phil, when you were talking today about the uh, post office, You know, the post office is a center of natural communication, unearthly communication. But you're taking it into supernatural spheres. You're taking it into heavenly communication. You're going to be a hub of, uh, you know, these people are not, they're being sent there. Those people, that 1.5 car a minute going by there, they're being sent, they're being drawn by the love of God to that place. That's why there was such warfare in obtaining that place. Because the devil did not want you to be there, amen? But you got it, and you're going to explode through it. So I hope you've got a ministry of helps, Pastor Phil, that can handle two and three and four services like they do in Argentina, 11 services a day. But you've got lots of under pastors who can preach for you when you get wiped out, right? (laughs) Right? You're training them up, General Hottenspiller, Spiller, (laughs) Right? Hallelujah. But we love you all. We're so glad to be here today. I know God has a good word through Keith. So keep the, your ears open to hear what the spirit of God is saying. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. My wife can preach because I taught her everything. <laughs> and she's really good, you know. Hey, listen, this is a great uh, time of your church, man. I'm telling you, you know, and I, you know, I'm not just a guest speaker. See, I, I, I don't know where they, I understand people call you guest speakers, but I'm, I'm not a guest speaker. That's, let's see, there's a speaker. Where's the speaker? There's a speaker over there, but, uh, I, I'm family. I mean, I love your pa- uh, pastors. Come on. They're so cool. Aren't they? I mean, really? I mean, just think about, and I know some of you checking my shoes out. Don't even try to touch them because the Bible says you will fall back. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, uh, your pastor, Phil, I mean, he looks like a Southern uh, California surfer who just out of, stepped out of GQ. Come on. I mean, come on. And, and you know, Phil uh, and Tammy needs to, you know, Katie needs to move off of, of Vogue. And Tammy needs to be on the front of Vogue. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Come on. You can respond to this white boy. Amen. amen. Hey, you know what's really exciting? He said people could get involved in the church. You know what I want to do? I want to go over there and do some explosions. Helping demolition. I like to blow up some stuff. Come on, I mean like to blow up. Come on, the rest of you are lying. You know you like to blow up. Come on, but uh, uh, <laughs> and and this is going to be the last time that we are on this five by seven. Feel like a jail cell. Come on, standing up here. I feel like sometimes you know I I visited jail in my early days Uh, don't look so holy um but a little five by seven you know and i can imagine you but when you're a new building you're going to have a whole platform and you might even have a place to run if you want to run and wow i'm sorry i i know you the puritan church you don't do things like that uh uh, you say, Brother Hudson, you just don't know who I am in uh, this community. Um, I have a, revel- uh, you know, I have a reputation and I, I wouldn't do things like raising my hands and run around the church and screaming. Yeah. yell. Well, the problem with you is you just need to get delivered from yourself. Come on, somebody. Come on, right? <laughs> just get delivered. Get free. Somebody free here this morning. Come on. Are you free? Has Jesus made you free. Listen, listen, hey, it's so wonderful to serve God. I mean, it's, 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 and, and you can, and you can express yourself. You know, I'm different. I've always been different. I, I, I was cut out of a different mold. I, I dress a little different. I, I eat a little different. I comb my hair a little different. See, and, but when the Lord came into my life, he totally changed my life and set me free. And you know, one thing I find out as we travel in the ministry and we've been all over the globe, uh, there's too many serious and sad people in the church. Come on. I, I mean, and we're going out there telling them, you know what? You need to come to my church, to Influence Church, because, you know, we're just a bunch of sad and depressed people. They're not going to come and be like you. Come on. Somebody don't want to be. They want to. Come on. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And, and you ought to be grateful that God has allowed you to sit here this morning. Come on. Are you listening to me? That He's allowed you. You know him for eternity. I mean, there's a lot of folks who would love to change and sit in those empty seats this morning. Now hold on. This white boy may not be able to jump, but we can preach. You give me a chance. Come on. It's so wonderful to know him and and to be able to express yourself and to let people know that man, you serve a God. We're not religious. We got a relationship. We we go into a lot of our guarded and gated uh, uh, places with people, and I can name names and musicians and great singers, people out on the forefront like my daughter, and and, and you know they like us. You know why? Because we're cool. <laughs> and we're not threatening and they see something different about us and it's not so way much as we dress or we're katie perry's parents uh, but they see anointing and a light because the bible says we are the light of the world not the light of the church but the light of the world and and we should let our light shine when we go into a place they ought to know something is diff come on somebody can you give me an amen come on they ought to know is they ought to know that you're different Hallelujah. I'm just getting started here. We'll get out on time. You can't leave early because I told the ushers to tackle you. <laughs> hey, you guys have had some. Uh, I remember I was over here by myself, my wife or somewhere, and I was over standing over there. Let me tell you something. There is an anointing and a presence in this church, and you've had some great speakers, great men and women of God. You ought to be grateful. Give your pastor a hand. They bring people in. Listen, come on. They bring Quality. I mean, I feel uh, inadequate. I don't feel like, I, I feel like a hot dog in a, a steak restaurant. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. It's like, what am I going to do? You've got all these great people up here. But there is such an anointing. Listen to me. There's such an anointing in this place and the, an atmosphere. I was standing over in the corner by myself. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord came on. I began to weep. Now, I want to say the due respect, it wasn't because Pastor was preaching. <laughs> I mean, it was good, but how many know God will show up because he knows that you need a touch from God? Come on. How many know that God wants to touch our lives in such a unique way? And and he's touching people all over the globe. We're seeing transformation and people's lives are taking listen, you're, you're going into a new building, but it's more than a new building. It's another phase. And you know what? I heard the Lord say, Could you stand up, Tammy and Phil? And I'm going to give a word of the Lord. Is that all right? I'm moving the prophetic. And I mean, you may say, Well, we've never done that. Well, let me tell you something. There's a lot of things the church has not yet experienced. Uh, and I can say to you today that the best days of the church are ahead of us. Somebody give a shout. Come on. I said, The best days of the church are ahead of us. And you know, when you were standing up there, I heard the Lord say, Son, uh, tell them to go buy a payday uh, and break that payday and both both of them begin to eat it because payday is on the way because you've been diligent and you've been uh, uh, obedient and you've been loyal and the Lord said I've not only opened up a new door I've opened up a new place uh, but a new anointing that you're going to flow in both of you say it the spirit of grace go ahead
0: Yes, you haven't backed off, and you haven't taken the glory for yourself. No, you've listened to my voice, and you've stayed steady under fire, don't you see? Even in the midst of the fire, you kept your eye on me as your general, as your champion, as should be. But know that as you see it, it's going to get bigger. So hold steady. Hold close. Hold tight on the steering wheel because the thing will turn from a two-lane road into a freeway in front of you as you say, steady and lower before me
1: hallelujah somebody praise him come on he's worthy <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah i want to say, do something now I, like i said i'm a little different and i just like i love the presence of god I, I would rather the listen one thing that we desire when we go into churches and we go all over the the globe and we're into churches you know of all kinds of different denominations somebody asked me a while back what you know what camp are you in and i told him i got out of the camp and got in the river It's much better. Come on. But the one thing that we, when we go in is for the presence of God to show up like he showed up on me. I begin to weep and cry uncontrollably nobody could see me matter of fact I had to turn my face towards the the wall there because somebody might have thought I you might have lost a loved one or something happened I began to weep and it was a time that I just needed a fresh touch from God how many know sometimes uh, it's not always going to be a word or a church service or a message uh, but it's going to be a touch from the master come on and some of you this morning you may be sitting here and said you know what I just need to breathe again I I need a fresh touch from Jesus I need Jesus to show up I really i like you preacher and i'm i'm glad i'm here but i need the lord to show up in my come on somebody i want you to raise your hands right now and come on just close your eyes and let's allow this anointing and this wonderful presence father we're so honored today that you're here and lord i ask that you begin to move up and down these aisles and begin to go places that only you could go Lord, begin to do things that only you can do, Lord. Begin to touch people's lives in ways that they've never been touched before. Jesus, you're so wonderful and we're so grateful. We're so grateful that you love us. There's his love reaching out to you. That's him. Just let him come right in right where you're sitting. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We honor you today. Can I say to you folks that I don't supposed to be here this morning. And a lot of you really don't supposed to be sitting out there. God's given us a second chance. And I'm so grateful for this relationship. Aren't you grateful that God has allowed you. Come on somebody. He has given you this. Listen to me. This so great a salvation. This is not a church thing. This is bigger than a new building or thousands of people. This is eternity. And could you ever had the imagination and you probably won't grasp this on eternity, until you get into eternity. Why would God allow you of all people in the world to know him? Do you know there's nations in this world today that you can't even go and mention the name of Jesus? You know, there's multitudes of people that have already passed from generation to generation, has never known Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And God has allowed you of all the people to know him. Isn't it a wonderful? Come on, isn't it wonderful? Come on, is it? You can clap. Somebody can do something there. I mean, you ought to be grateful for that relationship that you have had. And I'm so grateful that, that he's allowed me because, I was, you know, I was a nobody. I, I was a yippie in the 60s. I was a radical hippie. I still, well, I got colors. (laughs) I used to wear tie-dye t-shirts. I Long blonde hair came all the way down here. I mean, I was really long I used to sit at the bars and guys would come up and tap me on the shoulder and want to dance with me until I turned around. And I said, no, thank you. They said, no, thank you. (laughs) Come on. Don't you laugh? Some of you came from that era, too. I was one of those Timothy Leary bathtub acid prodigal sons. I I had LSD. My drug was LSD. I had three words. Wow. And I said it backwards. Wow. (laughs) And when I got real loaded, I said, Mom. Uh, So anyway, of course, none of you have ever been there. You're the Puritan church. I realize that. Uh, But (laughs) God delivered me and set me free and just took me off of the streets and put his love in me. And we've been going for 41 years. Hey, hey, 41. I'm 42. It's great. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, We are really touching. And let me just, I'm going to give you a scripture out of my electronic. Don't you love these electronic Bibles? Man, I've got 22 different, uh, you know, languages on this, two, 22 different versions on this, on this electronic. I love it. You can, concordance and Hebrews, anytime you can put it up, you can just open up the mouth of God and he will speak to you. Amen. And God gave me a word for you this morning. And, you know, like I said, we're ministering and touching this generation and And pray for uh, uh, for the industry. Don't kick them to the curb. Come on. For years, church goes, well, you know, the Hollywood and the industry, they're all going to hell. Well, let me ask you a question. Where were you going? Come on. And can I say to you, God is working behind the scenes in Hollywood. Come on. And and God is working in the musician's. And if I had time, which I don't, I could tell you stories after stories uh, how God is strategically placing men and women that love God like you and I amongst uh, uh, famous musicians and artists, and, and they're traveling with them. They're praying with them. Come on. I mean, I could shock you with some names. You would say, oh, really? So God's working behind the scenes, and he loves Hollywood. Thank you for one. woo I said, he loves Hollywood. He loves people. It doesn't matter the background they're in. You know, and I get, sometimes I get, you know, I get religious people. Religious people have a hard time with me, but I, I don't know why. They, they don't understand how happy and free and, and just, you know, would do what I want to do and, and bling or whatever else. You know what I mean? They just have, And one pastor came up a while back and said, Brother Hudson. I was in the South. He goes, Brother Hudson. I said, yeah. He said, uh. Are you a you minister how can you wear them skinny jeans i said check it out that's how i do it yeah i can do it amen come on somebody say amen i'll do it hey, i mean you know i'm i'm not here to please you come on somebody amen I, i've never learned to please anybody but you know <laughs> but but i get confrontations at times and i've had, i've had people you know confront me because of my daughter and can i stop here and tell you something my daughter is it's not over somebody say amen i said that it's not over the prayers of a righteous men and women avail as much and, and the bible says uh, a righteous woman will sanctify the whole house and maybe some women out there you got some children like mine or run astray uh, you just keep praying for them come on now and you stand in the lord because you sanctify that house it don't matter how far they go or where they go you sanctify that house, and you are the anchor. I've had people come up and say, Brother Hudson, yeah, uh, how, uh, how? And I knew it was coming. When you get those kind of things, and they clear their throat, and they got this religion, how, Brother Hudson? Is it, is it that you raised your daughter in church uh, all her life, and she came out with a song, I Kissed a Girl, and liked it. How? And I said, I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? How? How does, it, how does a brown cow eat green grass and give white milk? How? I don't know. <laughs> how? <laughs> Come on. How is it my wife? She goes into her closet and stands there and, and she says, I don't have nothing to wear. How? I don't know. I don't know. Like Tammy. I don't know. But I do know this. The Bible says... That in the last days I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. This is a word of the Lord for you that are struggling with your children. God says the word of the Lord is uh, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. I'm here to decree and declare to you that your son, no matter where he's at, or your daughter, they shall prophesy. It is a prophecy from the spirit of God. Somebody give the Lord a shout. Come on, that's for you. Revelations. If you've got your Bible there, just turn over there quick. I got this wonderful scripture here. It says in Revelations, the 12th chapter, verse 11. Now look at this quickly, and then we're going to pray a few folks, and then we're going to get out before the Baptists, which is a wonderful thing because we're going to go to some restaurant, and, and there's a line in the restaurant. Did you know that if there's a line in the restaurant, you've got to wait. There's always the Baptists in front of you, and they always get the last gravy. I guarantee you tap them on the shoulder last time, the next time and say, are you Baptist? They'll say, yep. <laughs> here it is. <laughs> some of you going, when are we going to get out of here? May not. <laughs> well, anyway, there ain't nothing exciting in the house unless you got married last night. Anyway, um, <laughs> some of you look like you lost that loving feeling. I don't know. Uh, we're going to have a marriage sermon. We're going to be with them. Okay. Oh, Revelation, the 12th chapter, verse 11. And they, look at this. I know that pastor has shared this scripture and many others, but he said, "Look at this." And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word or their testimony. How many's ever heard that scripture? How many's had somebody ministering preaching? I've read it a thousand times. They overcame by the word, the blood of the lamb. And the word of their testimony. But one day I was sitting and opening up the word of God. And how I many know oh, sometimes when you open up your Bible and you begin to read it, it's no more information. It becomes revelation. When a scripture all of a sudden stands out in front of you, it's no more information. It's God's opening up your eyes of understanding. And he wants you to understand it. And he brings revelation. And you get it and go, whoo, look at that. Check it out. I got one a while back. I went over there and I showed my wife. Check it out. Check this out. She goes, it's always been there. I said, you ran on my parade, go to your room. <laughs> but listen, let me just stop here and tell you something. We're living in a day of revelation, not information. Daniel prophesied about this day and this hour. Jeremiah and Isaiah, great men of God. Listen, if you need uh, something up on your life, it's not information, it's Revelation. And God is opening up the portals of Revelation to reach in the church. And God wants you to walk in Revelation on your business and money so you can become multi-millionaires. How many like to be a multi-millionaire? All you broke people. How many like to be a... I mean raise your hand you can do, come on respond to this white boy I know I'm not black but I sound white I mean come on listen come on how many would like to be a, how many like to have enough money that when pastor says listen we need to do about fifty thousand dollars over here you go hey come on how many know pastor said we need to send about a half a million dollars to the homeless and to the missions overseas he said hey how many hays has got in here come on God wants to bless us he wants to bless you give you a revelation on your business and upon your ministry and revelation when you open up the word it's no more just reading it a little bit but all of a sudden it becomes a revelation it opens up you get excited about it and it becomes a part of you when I read the scripture one time recently I've read it a million times and I've heard the message on by they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony all of a sudden the scripture just jumped out at me and the Lord said son Why did I put your testimony next to the blood? Now think about this. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb. How many know the blood is powerful? How many know thank God for the blood? Somebody say amen. Come on. The blood of Jesus that has cleansed us and saved us. It's the blood of God and Jesus that keeps us every day. Come on. It's the blood and the devil can't touch the blood. But why do you think God put and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. You think God needed to put in some extra sentences there because they're getting close to the end of the book of Revelation. No, why God put though by the word of your testimony is because the Lord said this to me. He said, "Son, your testimony and the blood are the most two powerful things the enemy come on cannot stand against." Oh, you guys got to get a little more excited than that. Excuse me, my God, where this is? Come on, are you? This, uh, you you didn't get? But you'll, you'll get lunchtime. You'll get up. And go, my God, I got it. <laughs> He might be in Houston's. (laughs) He said they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And the Lord said there's two things the enemy cannot touch is your testimony and the blood. And he said there's one thing that you'll never lose is your testimony. And there's one thing you and I have is a testimony. Come on. We all have a testimony. And when they, your testimony, when you begin to just share, and you know what this, this generation wants to know, they just want to hear, it. they don't want to know how spiritual you are. See, some people in church are too spiritual. They have to, they have to you know, talk with King James. I mean, the people, I, I met so many spiritual people. I mean, you can't even end a sentence without King James or Scripture in it. Come on, you're too spiritual. People, they don't understand church lingo i listened to a, a brother uh, witnessing somebody on the street a while back. He goes, hey, man, you need to come to my church next Sunday. Uh, my church is on fire and everybody else is on fire. And the guy looked at him and said, well, did anybody get out alive? Well, they don't know nothing about the fire in church. Come on. I mean, we just need to let them know what Jesus has done. And we all have a testimony. I had a woman come back and she goes, hi, brother Hudson. I said, hi, how are you? She says, praise God. I'm blessed coming in and blessed coming out. The angels of the Lord and camp around about my feet. The angels of the Lord encamped camp around about me. Everything I put my hands to prospers. My husband is saved. My kids are sanctified. I'm going to heaven. Hallelujah. And I was looking at this. And she has to ask me. Oh, Brother Hudson, and how are you? I said, well, really, after all that, I feel like hell. That's what I feel like, <laughs> total hell. Totally see you, you just got a testimony quickly you have you have a testimony and God wants to hear and you may not have my testimony uh, but you have a testimony and once you begin to to, to to just release a few words and and begin to share a love you don't have to see the gospel is good news it's not judgment and you, can, you can't go to this generation with a finger in their face you got to go with the hand come on you, you we, we cannot judge uh, we have to be a church that loves and uh, you just got to share what the Lord has done they ought to know something is uh, different you don't have to come out with you you know the bible says to give them four spiritual laws just be yourself and what god's done in your life come on it's very easy and once you begin to open up your mouth and begin to share uh, even a little bit of your testimony it stops the enemy just like the blood stops the enemy It's the most powerful thing that you have in every one of you. And can I say something? If you got up out of this church this morning and walked out that door, let me just say something. And you went back into the world and you started drinking and doing drugs or whatever you were doing. You still have a testimony. You may not be serving God, but you still have a testimony. And God will remind you at times and he'll touch your life at times uh, when he, he showed up in your life. Come on, somebody. You have a testimony. How many know you have a testimony? My testimony, I mean, I just, I was, like I said, and I'm, I'm a, I'm a hippie. I was, the blood, the, I remember a two, it was like two weeks after I got saved. Now, I was saved. I, I was totally saved. I mean, I honestly, I was smoking weed about a month after I was saved. Well, I say, I read the Bible, smoke weed. Uh, I mean, you no, know, people would say, nah, you brother Hudson, you couldn't smoke weed and, and be saved. Shut up. <laughs> I was saved. But the reason I stopped is because I looked at the guy on the front of zigzag papers and realized it wasn't Jesus. And so I quit. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, I it delivered me. It wasn't Jesus. That was somebody else. Come on. I mean, I... I, you don't know what you I come out of. I came out of that that, that culture of uh, drugs and weed and LSD. And I, I remember I got picked up two weeks after I was saved. I was totally I mean I had an encounter with God. Geez I carry my Bible. I'm going up the road and I am trying to hitchhike, and, you know, I look like John the Baptist coming out of the woods. <laughs> and, I, and I wouldn't eat locusts either. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm standing, I'm hitchhiking. All of a sudden, this couple picks me up. I get in. We go down the road. They're going somewhere, you know, and I'm, I'm only saved about two weeks. But I heard somebody say to me, Keith, remember the blood. The blood of Jesus is what caused you to come to know Jesus it's the blood of Jesus that sanctified you and cleansed you from your sin. he said, Don't forget about the blood, and I've never been to a preacher meeting that hadn't been into church. I was still very raw, but I was saved. Jesus was the Lord of my life, and i'm I'm sitting there and and so they they said, we're going up about fifty miles there's a little you know Concert, we're going. I thought, wow, this is great. And they look a little hippie, you know, they had to the swag about themselves. And I'm in the back seat, and we drove about, you know, 10 miles or so. They got go to the restroom. And so I had some weed, so I decided I'm going to walk. I said, I'm going to go over here. I want to smoke me a little weed. And I went over and I'm standing there at this nice little you know, pond or what? I'm standing. I'm smoking some weed. You know, and 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 I never know, I didn't know these people, and they didn't know me. I didn't even ask them their name or nothing. I didn't know what they were doing, and all of a sudden, this girl comes down to me, and I'm, I'm She goes, uh, "Hey, uh, I just want to let you know that I'm a witch." Yeah. <laughs> and she says, "My boyfriend is a warlock." Really. I thought this stuff is pretty good. And then all of a sudden, she said, we have decided to take you up to where we're going. We're not going to a concert, but we're going to a covenant. And we're going to make a disciple of the devil out of you. Really? But. All of a sudden on the inside of me. Now listen to me. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, once you know Jesus Christ, is living on the inside of you. And he will be bring back to remember some things that is spoken in your life. And when you stand before people, he'll give you a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. Or he'll come on, someone, I'm talking to you. And all of a sudden on the inside of me, I I heard this preacher's voice, uh, remember the blood. And all of a sudden I looked at that witch and her boyfriend was right there. And I said, can I tell you about the blood? She said, what? I said, can I tell you? tell you about the blood of jesus and when i said the blood of jesus him and her went ah! and took off running and when they was running i said leave my bag of weed in my little thing would you and i sit there and I go that's powerful stuff <laughs> can i say to you you have a testimony you have the blood of jesus and the devil cannot touch it. Come on, put your hands up and thank God for it. Come on, here uh, he's worthy. The blood of Jesus. By the blood of the Lamb and the word or their testimony, you shall overcome. Remember, this generation is looking for Jesus. And you know what they want? They want the real Jesus. They don't want the church Jesus. And and they don't want the religious Jesus. And can I say to you, because of this church and the way it operates, you're so thankful. You ought to be grateful and thankful because, listen, this generation will come to a church like that. They don't want to come to a bunch of rules and regulations and a lot of stipulations and a lot of stuff. Everybody say stuff. You know, I, I, I told you, we've been, I've been in the ministry 41 years. I've seen a lot of stuff, unfortunately, that has been handed down to the church. So much that had nothing to do with Jesus. And it's run a lot of people out and away from the church. I remember when I first got saved and I had my long hair. I mean, it was beautiful, long, silky blonde hair. Beautiful, long. I sort of miss it. It, almost, it was almost the color of your pastor's. But it was long. (laughs) And I remember I went into a church, maybe two or three months later, and I walked in sitting in the back and I had my tie-dye t-shirt on, my patch pants, my long hair, my backpack, never been in a church before. And I listened to the preacher. I thought he's pretty good. I walked up to shake his hand and say, Hey, I'm, you know, Keith and I'm glad to meet you. That's pretty good. And a minute I walked up and shook his hand. He didn't even ask me what my name was or who it was. He looked at me and he goes, you know what, brother, you need to cut that hair because that hair's sin. And I thought, and I said, Well, excuse me. I said, Let me ask you a question. He said, Sure. I said, You ever seen a picture of Jesus? I said, God bless you. The Lord blow you up real big. Walked out. Come on, somebody help me. <laughs> And right there, I got a bad taste of the church. Let me tell you something. God's doing some great things, and this church is on the cutting edge. And you, you ought to be grateful that you're here. And there's a whole generation that's going to come into a church like this. Come on, this influence, because you got a lot of influence. Come on. And you got a swag about you. And, and your pastors are going to love you just like you are. You can have your tattoos, your puffer hair, purple hair. You can have your whatever you bling or whatever. They're going to love you just like you are because it's a new day and a new time and a new era. And God loves people. I'm going to tell you, He looks past the surface of people in the Natural and he goes to the spirit and there's a generation waiting on the churches just like this and we're touching a generation that uh, this generation is hungry for God they want to know I I was at one of mine I'm I'm closing I had two closings that's the second one I'm standing over I'm standing over in a oh it's still what time is it oh gosh I still got yeah anyway I'm standing over quickly in 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 in, in the side of a, of a of a a platform and Katie was out there. And she's performing and there's twenty thousand people and they're young people and they were and they were like this. They're singing all of her songs and they're man, I mean, they were every, every song they knew and they were pressing towards that fence. They were just crowded, twenty of them up in the bleachers, man. It, Pastor, it almost looked like church. I thought if I had an offering bucket, I would make a killing i just passed that by and I wouldn't have to say nothing about giving. But when I was standing there on the side and I was away in the back and, and nobody saw me and I was just looking at this generation because I have the heartbeat of this. My wife and I are going after this generation. And I, I stood there and all of a sudden I began to weep. And I wept and I wept and I was weeping uncontrollably. In my weeping the Lord said this to me. He said, son, they want to love and they want to worship but they're loving and worshiping the wrong thing. Can I say there's a generation is waiting to be loved and they want to worship? And you and I are the real deal. We're the real church. Come on, somebody give the Lord a hand. Come on. And we got the goods to give it to them. Come on, just raise your hands and worship God. You have a testimony. Father, we thank you, Lord. Man, where's the girl that was singing up here? Is she right here? Where is she? Come stand right there. I had a word of the Lord for you just quickly. Can I give me five minutes? I think we're right on time. Just stand right there. You know, there's an anointing. And when I saw you standing there, the Lord said, I'm going to elevate you. And I'm going to put a song of heaven on the inside of you. And the Lord said, it's not going to be songs of church, but songs of heaven. Not a song of a man, but a song of heaven. The Lord said, because you've been diligent and obedient to me, and at times the situations would be rough, but you stood steadfast. And the Lord said, I'm going to begin to use you. Open up a new door, a new voice, a new anointing, it, the Spirit of grace.
0: Yes, even though times have been shaky in the past, you've stood through and you've stood strong with me. And yes, in the family situation, it's been hard to deal with, it's true, but you lifted up your hand. And praise, and I brought you through and know that even as I did, don't you see, a great new vista's open up to thee. So stay steady, my daughter. Do not let any man or any woman distract thee from that goal, from the prize, from the mark of a high calling that stands in front of you. Yes, keep your eyes trained, even like a racehorse, don't you see, because first prize is waiting for thee. Keep yourself under my radar. Don't take any glory. Give it all to me because I've trained and I'm using your voice. To express my presence in this place, too.
1: Hallelujah. Somebody praise Him. Hallelujah. Come on. Give me five more minutes. Listen, if you're a businessman, listen, or a businesswoman, you're self employed, you have a legitimate uh, job, you're not selling weed on the corner. Come on. You got a legit. I have to say that some places, you know, people, hey. But anyway, uh, you have a business. You're a businessman or you're self-employed. Stand up quickly. I have a word of the Lord for you. Stand up. Come on, stand quick, quick, quick. If you're self-employed, listen, there's, see, but can I say to you, uh, you know, you have seen, both of you, and I have told you this before. Before you ever moved into any of this and you were moving out of it and going into the new. But the Lord and I said that God's going to take care of you too. God's going to always send the people. The money is, you'll not have problems with money. God has already placed others in this community who will come and say, I'm going to get behind your vision, lift up your hand, and here's a check. Come on. Well, you guys can get excited about that. Because they do have a great vision. But let me just say something real quick. I saw a, I saw a, a treasure chest. I had a quick vision. A, a treasure chest all along heaven. And they're in a straight row. And they were opened up. And they were full of jewels and gold and money. And God says, I want to begin to pour out and pour on into the business people. And the people that I've given a revelation. God wants to give you revelation and in, interventions. God wants to give you some, uh, uh, some creative ideas. The, not everything. Come on, are you listening to me? We've got some more uh, uh, jobs. Uh, Uh, Steve jobs in this place come on are you listening we we, we, we've got some more Picasso's in this place we got we got some more henry fords in this place and god wants to open and god wants to bless you so you can be a blessing you see we never talk about the ministry of giving oh what ministry in? i'm a prophet i'm an evangelist i'm a pastor i'm a teacher no we never talk about hey i'm in the ministry of giving how many like to be in the ministry of giving come on would you really would you like to have just enough I mean so much that you say, oh my God I'm going to make them just I'm going to make them cry I want to come to the point in my life, and I say this publicly, and I have, and I don't have a problem with it, that God's going to bless me so much. And when I come into services uh, and we receive an offering, I'm going to stand every woman that has children that has their husband is tar- turned away from them and they're trying to make it on I'm going to take that offering and split it in front of all of them. Just give them everything. I've done it already before. I'm going to come to a place in my life where when I come in, they take an offering, I'm going to stand them up and I'm going to bless the widows and I'm going to bless the children. Come on, you listen to me. I want to be a blessing. I don't, Come on, I didn't come to get, I come to give. I'm I'm gonna and God, raise your hands. There's an anointing, and the Lord said, uh, "I'm gonna to begin to use you. I'm gonna be some of you." And I hear the Spirit. Of the Lord said, "You're struggling in your businesses," uh, and the Lord said, "If you'll begin to honor me in your businesses and begin to know that I've got, I've saved the best uh, for the last. I'm not revealing everything to the world, but I have some things I'm going to reveal to my people, so I can raise them up." Uh, and yes, you will make a, all kinds of money. The Lord said, "You're gonna make so much money that you'll be able to stand and be able to honor me through your finances." The Lord said, "There's a." change in some of you right now there's a switch just stay faithful stay faithful and God's going to give you ideas and witty inventions and he's going to turn some of your business around where you're just making it from paycheck to paycheck God said I'm going to begin to breathe upon you and begin to open up the treasures of heaven and God said I'll show people all around they'll ask you why are you so successful you're going to stand up and say it's for the glory of the Lord yes, somebody that. shout thank you, hallelujah Jesus. thank
0: you Lord hallelujah yes even as the Egyptians blessed my people coming out of Egypt don't you see there is going to be a great outpouring in the next six months if you pay attention to my Holy Spirit as I speak to you yes I'll speak to you quietly and I'll speak to you peacefully and yes sometimes you'll have to turn down the volume in the house and the noise that surrounds you you'll have to enter into my rest you'll have to enter into my peace and be still to know that I am God but know that when you do enter into my rest don't you see you You will hear clearly because my still small voice will penetrate you. If you'll take the time to listen, I'll download it to you. But know that there are witty inventions and there are places to give to. Don't let fear overtake you. Rise up boldly as a champion, don't you see? Rise up in who you are in me. And yes, you'll start to see the whole panorama and why I actually handed that business to you. It wasn't just for you to have something to do. It was for you to express your passion for me. And yes, for you to bring souls into the kingdom. And that's where I'm going to overflow and bring waterfalls of finance into you, don't you see? As you're a channel of my blessing, I'll turn you into a mighty conduit for me.
1: Come on, somebody give the Lord a shout. Come Thank on. Hallelujah. Thank that's a good Lord. word. Thank
0: Hallelujah. You. Thank
1: Come you, Lord. on, you can shout. Thank you, Lord. Thank
0: you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, you Lord.
1: ought to shout a little bit. I don't shout church. Hallelujah. I, just, I heard the Lord say, now some of you going to, now, now this is not a rebuke, but some of you going to have to change your attitude about something. Are you just going into work? You know, God's going to start blessing you that when you go into work, you go, my God, look at this. Look at the money coming in. Woo, Lord Jesus, I love my job. Some of you going in there, oh, when's Friday coming? You got to change your attitude and know that God's going to do it. I saw it with all, I saw it. I saw it. It's going to do it. Come on, give the Lord another hand. We're finished here. Quickly. Go ahead, sit down quickly. We're going to have to release you. We've got to get out of here. Thank you so much for allowing us. This is the last time, hopefully never the last time. Now, make sure you go over to Pastor and say, he was great. We've got to have him back real soon. Come on, help me. I'll give you 20 bucks. And so, listen, real quick, we've got some CDs out there. Our CDs, you can burn them. Not with fire, but the CD burner, okay? I mean, if you find a CD out there and you, how many's ever got something say, I know somebody needs to listen to it? I got a CD the other day and it's so good, I've already listened to it four times. It's so good. How many know you can, faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. The Word of God. And I love it. So you can take and reproduce. There's nothing on the back that says copyrighted. I don't understand why preachers say copyrighted. They got it from God. Come on, somebody say amen. And then this is my great book here on, 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 on the cry. Listen, if you haven't got this book, uh, this is something that uh, I didn't write. It's me. I'm a crier. How many criers are we having here? How many people just, I give it for the Lord and weep. I mean, I do. I mean, I cry over the food channel. They make why did they do that, honey? And so uh, the Lord gave me a revelation. He said this to me He said, The church has lost its cry, they become too political, too polished, and too perfect in their prayers. You know what? God wants to hear out of you when you come in the presence of God and you've closed your door and you're there with Him. He don't want all your lists and all your petitions. He wants to hear your heart. And He knows why you're there. And there is a place that you can come and stand before God. And you can raise your hands. And you don't have to say too much, but Lord, I love you. And He knows why you're there. And when you're there, all of a sudden, the Spirit of God will begin to move upon you. And before you know it, your heart will begin to speak to Him. And when your heart speaks, your tears will flow. And God takes great value in your tears. It moves the heart of God. And there is a place that you can find. And my book tells all about it. This is not something I wrote. It's my life. I'm a weeper. I stand before people. I weep. And then my wife has one really quick. It's called Smart Bombs. It's a great little revelation. It's about how the Word of God jumps out. It's going all over. She's got it in three different languages. And it's real thin. You can finish it. How many like those finished books? And, you know, when we got this published, it wasn't the greatest thing because of smart bombs after 9-11. And we were over in Malaysia and Singapore, and we were going across. We had about 500 of them in a case, and we were taking them over there. And one of the guards got it out and goes, oh, my oh, my oh, my And he turned it over. He goes, oh, Joyce Meyer. Okay, come on, Joyce. Joyce, come, come, Joyce, come. On. And so Joyce Meyer went across the border. Amen. And um, I walked up to one of the guards. I walked up to one of the guards and, and I looked at him. He's standing I said, hey. He goes, oh. I said, you know who I am? He goes, oh. I said, Elvis. Okay, come on, Elvis. You come. here. on So anyway. Hey, quickly, too, I've got a new book called Looking and Seeing. And you can pre-order it. It's out there if you fill it out. You get a pair of glasses. Some bad boy swag glasses from Keith. With the book.
0: On the side it says, hashtag, I am a seer.
1: This book talks about seeing and looking. We have to see this generation with your heart, not your eyes. And God is raising up a seeing generation. To, we got to see, not just look at people. And you'll really see them through the eyes of the master. And yes. it's coming out in October. We're, uh, Jensen Franklin, and we're out of his church. And, and he's going to uh, kick it off in his church and both churches. And that's we're excited about that. So it's going to be out there available. And it comes with a pair of swag glasses. Amen. Black. Woo some little bracelet we go of
0: course i do arise women's meetings all over the world too next year i'm going to do one marriage conference because we want to invite the men that's going to be in Kauai in october 2014 but these little uh bracelets are out there for you and we have the dates of the conferences our friend lisa freedy from houston makes these and all her jewelry is in neiman marcus but these are cross bracelets so they're awesome little witnesses amen
2: Well, thanks for uh, thanks for blessing us again, being with us. We love you guys, and uh, uh, we like you because you're unique. We really do. I mean, I, I mean that, you know. And sometimes, uh, I think in church we don't we don't really know how to invite some people and, and how to relate to some people, because uh, I'm just different from from Keith, and you're different from me. And but God loves us all, and God has a great plan for us um next week i start a new series on revival the coming revival and uh first message will be from ezekiel 37 and as i really began to to kind of put this together this series together you should have got a, a bookmark on that but to kind of open up i'd like you to really start praying and asking god to just speak to you and and to kind of touch you with a spirit of renewing your heart for god and loving jesus with all your heart and your mind your soul and your strength so uh Let's uh, let's all stand together. Let me just bless you as you go out. Can I also ask you just to, as you have occasion, drive through the uh, the post office area, and as you go, just pray. Just say, God, I just want to pray for this place. Just want to pray, God, what you're going to do and the construction that will go speedily along and for the souls of people that will be blessed there, that will cha- their lives will be changed. And thank you just uh, to each one of you for allowing me the the privilege to uh, to be your pastor, to work alongside you and to serve with you. And I, and I really, really mean that. So let's just pray. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you in all that He does. May you live your life powerfully and mightily for God. May you influence the world for Jesus Christ. May God put a smile on your face and a joy in your heart. May you love his word, study it deeply and richly. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, God bless you. Have a great week for the Lord.